Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Trainwreck Sports podcast, the Pay the Bills podcast. We're here this week, Jake Micah, joined, as always, by Michael Partham and our guest, Robin Mundy. Today, um, as everybody has probably seen in the news, there have been allegations against Von Miller for domestic violence and a domestic incident that took place in his home in Dallas. Before we get into any of that, we want to provide resources for anyone who may potentially be affected by domestic violence or know somebody in their life to, affected by this as the most important thing is getting help and there are resources out there for your help. The National Domestic Violence Hotline's 24-7 hotline, you can call 1-800-799-SAFE to get help from a national perspective. New York State, the coalition, uh, New York State Coalition Against Domestic Violence, the number is 518-482-5465. In Monroe County, the Willow Domestic Violence Center, 585-222-7233 is the 24-7 hotline available to you. And the Rochester Monroe County Domestic Violence Consortium is available 830 to 585-528-2215. In Niagara County, the YWCA of Niagara, phone number being 716-433-6716. And the Child Advocacy Center of Niagara, 716-299. 0909 are there to support. In Chautauqua County, the Victim Assistance Center at 716-753-4390 and Project Crossroads, which is an educational um, educational project in the city of Jamestown, New York, um, to pre prevent domestic violence issues, 716-483-7718. And in Erie County, the Family Justice Center, 716-558-7233. The Erie County Coalition Against Family Violence, 716-884-6002, and Be Safe Domestic Violence Victim Advocacy Program, 716-858-4630. I'm going to post all these numbers and resources underneath the tweet here um, and, so, and share those out after. Now let's talk about what the allegations are, and I want to present a trigger warning for anybody who is listening and been affected by domestic violence, as these are gruesome details that we've learned about during the day. Um, according to the warrant, an incident began at Von Miller's house and his, with his girlfriend at about 10.40 a.m. yesterday. Um, as he slammed a door out of frustration, he allegedly visit. this is all allegations. Um, he has turned himself in as of about 20 minutes ago to the Glen Heights Police Department for, these, uh, for the allegations. He became visibly angry and yelled at her to get out while attempting to push and shove her out of the apartment. The warrant accuses Miller of the following, pushing his girlfriend while stepping on her feet, applying pressure around her neck um, twice, once with one hand, one, one time with two hands, throwing her laptop on the ground and stomping on it, pulling her by the hair and ultimately pulling out a chunk of hair and grabbing her and pushing her into a couch. The warrant states that both Miller and the victim attempted to record video on the phone during the altercation. Miller allegedly left the apartment once his girlfriend said he was going to call the police. Um, the Dallas Police Department's domestic violence unit interviewed the victim after the incident and observed minor abrasions on her left hand, along with bruising to her neck, injuries consistent with applied pressure to the neck. Um, and as we said, as of today, about 30 minutes ago, he had turned himself in um, to the Glen Heights, I believe that's the Glen Heights Police Department, um, on a $5,000 bond. Obviously, this is extremely disheartening and troubling to hear from anybody, let alone a Buffalo Bill or an NFL player. And it's an incident 
incidents like this seem to be happening to seem to happen too often when it comes to football and NFL and professional sports. And this is really just a space for us, as we kind of talked about before we came on here to kind of talk through everything that we learned today and just how we were, how we feel like we should go forward with this. And Robin, thank you for coming on this program. As we talked about, we wanted you to come on. We invited you on last week as a guest. I was going to talk to you about Josh. I loved your blog about Josh Allen the last couple of weeks and where he's been at and just your perspective on the bills in general. And just thank you for your willingness to come and talk about this uh, extremely difficult topic. But you said that it was, you thought like we did, that it was important to have you on, yeah. important to discuss this and take the time uh, on our episode today. Thank you for inviting me to participate in this discussion. It, I feel like it's important for all of us, Bill's Mafia, whatever you want to call us as a fan base, to have a presence to talk, to listen, to share. As you pointed out, sometimes these issues when they come up can be very triggering. We all need to be very patient with one another on social media. There's a lot of stuff flying around. I applaud you, Jake and Michael, for coming on and talking about the facts because that's what we need to focus on right now are the facts and what we know right now from the allegations. Obviously, they're extremely serious. When you talk about um, applying pressure, choking someone, it doesn't take much more to go from that to the next step. And the one thing that I think we mentioned in pre-production just momentarily, I believe that there is also, and you guys can fill me in on this, a history that Von Miller has had with domestic violence. Is that right? From what uh, we've been able to put together, there was an investigation back in 2021 in Colorado, but uh, no charges were ever filed. And oh. as far as we knew, that there was no, there was only a very brief investigation as to things that may may have happened. Um, I'm trying to find the article right here. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that I believe it was supposed to have involved uh, Von Miller's girl on and off again girlfriend, which is said to be the woman in question in this incident that uh, is being reported. Hmm. And there was also uh, a lawsuit that was dismissed uh, that was filed back in April of 2022, right after Von Miller joined the Bills and then dismissed in May of that same year. Uh, alleging that uh, Von Miller had sent revenge porn to a couple of celebrities. I'm not sure if it's also involving uh, the woman in question in this particular incident, but uh, there are previous incidents that, uh, well, previous investigations, I should say, that uh, Von that Miller was involved in. Yeah, and it, the, at this point, yeah. it seems to be, you know, without uh, being able to say, uh, to speak on the truthfulness or the accuracy of uh, either of these other investigations, it seems to be a developing pattern and a disturbing one at that. Very concerning, for sure. And, and something that I would like to think 
that after all the things that we've been through, starting you know, go back to Ray Rice and and mm. and so on, the personal conduct policy that was developed as a result of some some other investigations that have happened in the past. What we know is that the personal conduct policy is quite specific. And so nothing prevents the NFL from starting their own investigation in this matter. So my hope is that in a timely way that we will have Roger Goodell stand up and do what is necessary to do to get the information you need to see if there is in fact been a violation of the personal conduct policy, because you don't have to wait for the court to adjudicate a case to suspend a player if they have violated the personal conduct policy. And I think that the NFL is, is wealthy enough that they can hire the right kind of private investigators, whoever they need to do a proper investigation. But, and I'm speaking as a woman here, I would like to see, because domestic violence happens on both sides of the equation. But as a woman, my view is I would hope that Roger Goodell would take this matter seriously enough to address it as quickly as possible. Because this is not something that should fester and fester and fester, especially if they have the ability to hire the investigators to see if, in fact, a violation of the personal conduct policy has taken place. There should be no question then um, what action should be taken, in my opinion. But this is painful. It's painful to go through this again and again. And as you pointed out, we have a pattern that we see with professional athletes, and it, it isn't even just in, in the NFL um, as a whole. I thought it was interesting when you just mentioned that the bail was set at $5,000. I'm not sure what I think about that, other than that seems awfully low for somebody of Von Miller's uh, means. Yes. And I don't know, how. Do, where do we go as fans with this? Where do we go? What do we do? Well, Von Miller being having a reputation as being one of the more positive uh, voices on this team in the last uh, couple of years uh, and having at least last season being one of the more uh, high, profi high profile contributing members as far as production goes before his injury. It, it has to be a blow, not just to, uh, as far as talent goes on the team, uh, regardless of how he was doing, how well he was doing coming back from injury, but it has to be a blow to that locker room and the culture of it. Uh, things have happened in recent times where players, uh, players had to be dismissed uh, due to allegations, and it's important to say that uh, those allegations were dismissed. But uh, that was involving a draft pick that hadn't yet uh, made the team. This is much more serious, much more uh, high-profile player who's uh, regarded as a positive voice on that team. And you have to think that uh, regardless of how this plays out, it's going to affect uh, the psychology of that locker room going forward from here. 
Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. If for no other reason, the distraction alone, you know, the distraction alone. And it's, it's not as if we haven't had a bunch of issues going on this year that have made the team um, questionably perform at six and six. But now you have a locker room who, and let's face it, these are issues that affect all of us deeply. And I can't believe that in the culture that the Bills have embraced with Sean McDermott, that this wouldn't hit the locker room like a bomb. Because yeah, this I mean, is... You think back to last year, uh, DeMar Hamlin and his yes. incident hit that locker room like a bomb, of course. and. It did continued to affect them afterward, even after his health continued to improve. He was able to meet with the team. He was able to attend a game, you know, give positive messages going forward. But that was uh, as traumatic as that was. It was all positivity going forward step by step. And I don't see any kind of, uh, you know, positive end to this one way or the other. So this is going to linger a little bit longer and a lot more uh, harder. I think a little bit more harder than, uh, the DeMar Hamlin incident, uh, it's going to be harder to resolve, I guess, for uh, the guys in that locker room that uh, work with Von Miller, knew him, trusted him, co- probably considered him a friend at this point. Uh, it's probably going to be a lot more uh, harder to deal with, I would think. They talk about family. You know, mm-hmm. they talk about family a lot. And the culture with the Bills, it's not like other clubs. It's not. The players will tell you that. You read that all the time. They say when they come to Buffalo, it really is different in Buffalo. And maybe some of it is because Buffalo is Buffalo. But we, even as a fan base, don't you think that the relationship that we have with with players is intensified compared to other places? I don't know if I'm making sense, but... No, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I remember... uh who was it, Tim Russert, that said, you know, Washington has all this stuff and Dallas has all this stuff. And Buffalo, we have the Bills. So yes. they're woven into yes. the fabric and the identity of Buffalo. So when something adversely affects the team in any sort of manner, whether it's a snowstorm, a uh, player's health, or an incident like this, it's going to adversely affect uh, the psychology of uh, Bills fans in Buffalo pretty harder, most the, more so than other teams, I would think. I I, I believe that's true. You know, maybe there's other places, maybe Green Bay, sure. you know, maybe, you know, maybe Pittsburgh. I don't know, but there is no place. We, we talk about this all the time. There is no place like Buffalo and there is no fan base like ours. And we bleed like we talk about with the team and our, our emotions are tied very much with the ups and downs of this team and that includes personal life issues, tragedies of all sorts. It's going to be very interesting to see because Sean McDermott has always prided himself at being on top of the culture issue, communicating, all of those sort of things that go along with the intangibles that I talk about in, in terms of the game of football. Well, he's going to have he's going to have to have his captain's hat on now 
And this is going to get very interesting because let's also remember that he's he's very well divided his time in terms of calling plays on defense. Now he's got another whole layer of stuff on top of everything else that, that he has to deal with. So if ever there was a time that the pressure was on him, aside from the issues with the football team, now it's going to be intensified even more. And I guess what I think is important for us to remember as a fan base is that we can also lead the way in terms of leading discussions and trying to keep people focused and and true to what the information tells us and not letting facts get turned into hyperbole and all sorts of other things. I don't know if you've been on social media much today. I've tried to avoid it, uh, but I have been on periodically. And some of the stuff that I see is just crazy. So my message is, I think we all need to take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Maybe we all need to think about how we move forward as a fan base. And, you know, we led the way when it came to Josh Allen's grandmother. We showed other teams how to lead the way in terms of being giving people how to interact with the community and the fans and the players. We have this unique relationship. I think it's incumbent upon us as a fan base to lead the way through this in as professional a way as we can. Now, that sounds weird to say because we're fans, right? You know, but there are things that we can do to alleviate some of the discord or dysfunction, if you will, that we see on social media. I worry about that a lot because just today, looking through some of the stuff, it was some of the stuff people post is just crazy. So I think it's important for all of us to take a leadership role where we can and be voices for civility, voices for listening to other people's points of view, being open-minded. These are all things that, that we're not always known for as, as a fan base. So I'm thinking that this is an opportunity for us to take the leadership that we are known for and to take a negative situation and do right by it as best we can. Be exemplary. Well said, Robin. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, it's an emotional time. It's an emotional yeah. topic. I don't know. It seems like every time we go through this, it's like, are we ever going to get this right? And and now yet we have another opportunity. I I hope we get it right. I hope we get it right. And I think if we all take a look at our own behavior and try to see how important it is to take the situation seriously. Don't make jokes about it. It's not funny. Uh, it's triggering for a lot of people. You know, you see all kinds of ridiculous stuff on, on social media. I think we need to be better than that. I couldn't agree more. And I foolishly posted on social media this morning saying that if the allegations are true, I wouldn't want to see Von Miller in the NFL anymore. Just the same as 
countless other players that we've seen allegations with, whoever those names are. Um, it's I think that that's the bare minimum, and the league has not, as you said, has not held up to that end of the bargain at all really ever like and, and specifically when as these incidents you know as i've been a fan like every time it seems like they always make the wrong decision when it comes to those things and maybe that is where the bills fan base and this is like you're saying a lead by example and if we if we don't put up with it and we don't and we are the ones that are like listen this is not going to fly this is not something that is acceptable to us then maybe along the way other fan bases will do the same. And that's the fan. That's where you have a voice and you have a power of change and can make real change within the league that sorely, sorely needs it. Um, because whatever the policy is, the personal conduct and everything else, it is not done. It, it's done. What it is there for is to protect the players more than it is to protect the people affected by the incidents that the players have caused in the past. And mm -hmm. that's just, I mean, that's a union, that's the Players Association, that's that's their job. But I'm sure um, it sure as hell doesn't mean that we have to be okay with that and have to and have to stand by that. And personally, thinking of the idea of trying to watch, if, I mean, the fact that it's a bit a bye week, but trying to think of a game and if, if Von Miller were to run onto the field in the next couple of weeks or anything like that, like, I don't know what those feelings would be like. For me personally, I don't know what that would be for the fan base, but I know that as you're saying, Robin, it would be crazy divisive. And that's what we've seen a lot today. And I just mm -hmm. urge, urge people, you just to not, to not jump to conclusions, right. but also let's, in, in both ways to not jump to tone it down but not jump to conclusions and just humanize everything like don't think yes. of this as von miller the football player think of this as the, um, the man if, if you were reading any news story if you were if, you know going through anything and seeing what you were seeing and how that would make you feel and how it would make you feel if someone in your life was affected by that which is why we wanted to share the resources at the top and everything else because this is something that yeah. happens all over the country every day and just because it's a prominent player like that shouldn't change how you feel about it personally it at all. It shouldn't, but we all know how the justice system works and it works in its own strange ways. And who knows what pathway that will take. And mm. we, we sometimes see when a player has certain resources, they're well to do. These kind of cases tend to get settled out of, court and that's the problem that i that i see the nfl having to deal with is we have to you know we have to we have to look at the picture look as you pointed out Jake, we have to bring it to the human level and that's what i think sometimes gets missed because there's so much money involved and it's the nfl and it's it becomes this great big circus tent melodrama and mm -hmm. what what i think we need to get back to is focusing like you said on the human element here and being respectful of the human element yeah yeah uh, to your ahead, point Mike. robin um i found this article uh published in middlesex university of london uh it was a study done by dr daniel selofsky uh, looking at NFL players who are still able to have successful careers after arrest for violence against women. Uh, according to him, only 21 of the 117 NFL players arrested for violence against women were found officially guilty. This was a study done 
for players arrested between 2000 and 2019. Uh, quote, although the impacts of the arrest seems to be incre increasingly negative over time for the full population of players, perhaps due to much less tolerance for domestic violence than there was a decade ago, a player's performance and value on the field seem to negate any negative impact that an arrest may have. Uh, in other words, basically, the more talented a player has, the more a team's able to look past it. Uh, again, quote, recent NFL history is littered with examples of high-performing high players who have been given second or third chances following incidents of off-field violence in both college and the NFL, including Tyreek Hill, Adrian Peterson, Antonio Brown, Brandon Marshall, Ben Roethlisberger, among others. Uh, he also points out the most high-profile case, Ray Rice, who was banned indefinitely after he was captured on camera uh, with a domestic incident at the Atlantic City Hotel in 2014. Uh, the crucial factor, uh, Dr. Solovsky added, was, wasn't just that the incident was caught on camera, but more that everybody saw the footage, so there was considerably more backlash. So if that footage hadn't been shown, if it hadn't been captured and hadn't been released, Mm -hmm. Who knows what Ray Rice's career would be like today as compared to the other names I just mentioned that have been accused of uh, domestic violence. And uh, if we don't have any direct evidence of Von Miller's, uh, the allegations against Von Miller here, who knows what kind, what his career is going to be like, uh, whether everybody is saying on social media, well, he should never play another down again. Well, if he is, if the allegations are true, then we would, I think, all share that sentiment. But without direct proof that may be hard to uh, uh, bring forward. And regardless of what the bills do, maybe Von Miller catches on with another team going forward, you know, who gives him a quote, second, third, fourth, whatever chance. And I don't know, it's, it's a shame that it has to be, it would have to be like a direct video in order to show us what really happened in order to have do the right thing going forward for sure that we know of. I did read today that there was audio. They available. both tried to record, I believe, video or audio. I believe right. Jake said that before. Yeah. So that might be very important information that that would be helpful, as you say, to to objectively look at the situation. What evidence do we have? What do we what do we concrete have as evidence? Because you're absolutely right in terms of so 21 out of 117 is 2000 yeah wow and that's Remarkable like official convictions but as you pointed out robin the nfl doesn't need to wait for the justice system they can make an assertion on their own you know on the evidence that they have going forward regardless of whether it gets settled out of court or not you know right they can sort of that's put two together and say contact. that something happened and we don't approve of this Right. And that's why the personal conduct policy came to be in the latest CBA, because I remember the discussions that were had about the personal conduct policy. And so since we have all of that in place now, which we did not have when Ray Rice incident happened, now we should be able to move forward in a timely way because it isn't a matter of adjudication, it's a matter of a personal conduct policy. And if that is clearly stated, then there is no reason if the evidence shows, and I'm, I'm hard pressed to believe that the NFL could not find investigators able to ferret out exactly what happened and do it in a timely way. 
So that's, that's what I'm going to be, that's kind of where I'm at right now in terms of, okay, let's see what the NFL's response is because I hope it's swift and I, I hope it's, I hope they do the right thing as you, Jake pointed out. There's been so many times when they gone, it's like the fork in the road and every time they seem to go down the wrong pathway with yep. this issue. And it's like, it just repeatedly has to happen. When are we going to get it right? I think maybe now would be a good time. Hmm. Now, uh, Mike Florio on pro football talk, and we have our opinions about him, but according to him, Miller's contract allows the bills to void the guarantee if he is suspended under the personal contact policy. So a lot of people are basically saying, well, because of all the cap hits and the dead cap and all that money that Von Miller is guaranteed for this season and next season, it would make it very hard to cut him without very serious uh, salary cap repercussions. But if he can be suspended under personal contact policy and they, if they can void his contract under that situation, then I would say it's a pretty cut and dry case given these it's allegations and the serious nature of them. It would seem so. And hopefully we have learned and maybe we'll become more efficient and better. It's unfortunate that we have to keep revisiting this issue over and over again, which begs the question of when are we going to start having the difficult conversations that we need to have? Because I was talking with my other podcast partner, T, uh, earlier today. We, we just, we don't know we don't know what to believe at this point and we need direction. We need competence and we need efficiency. I think in the system for us to feel like we can have faith that these situations are going to be dealt with appropriately because, and again, these things happen both ways, men and women in terms of victims of, of domestic violence, but I can only speak as a woman. I feel, I feel somewhat hypocritical that I'm still watching football mm -hmm. because I have some of my friends who say to me, like, are you okay with all this stuff, Robin? Because somehow knowing you, this just doesn't seem like something that you would want to do. Follow it, you know, a, a football team or a league that that handles domestic violence in such horrible ways. I don't always have an answer for that. I'm not, I, I don't, I think that we can do a much better job. And that's why I feel like there's this, it's like this call to action. Bill's fans, can we do something different? Can we be the agents of change? Can we step forward in a meaningful way as a fan base and help? Look, if Roger Goodell needs help, we'll give him all the help he needs. But the point is, I think that there is an opportunity here. And when we have horrible things happen, for me, the only way I can make sense of things is to look for opportunity. What opportunity do we have in this situation to make it better. And I think one of the things that we can do is be leaders as a fan base. 
And I think uh, Bills fans, uh, at least as much as any other fan base, if not more so, because of this tight-knit community, because uh, Bills Mafia and so many other uh, things have brought us together in as far as far as doing good things, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. city of good neighbors for a good reason. And other fan bases have probably had to go through similar things, but I think Bills fans, and you're going to get the uh, the sensationalist, negative people in here, just in in this fan base, just like any other fan base. And you just have to try to brush that aside and focus on positive things and trying to make, be positive going forward. Uh, it's a, it's a more, I think it's a more tight knit fan base than most other fan bases. And people like, you know, Del Reed out there who are trying to their best to uh, make a positive change in their communities uh, from that to, you know, just little things like shoveling out people's driveways when a big snowstorm hits. It's little things like that, that I think define Buffalo and Bills fans in general. And I hope that's the part of Bills fans that comes out of this, uh, whole incident uh, as far as what, how we want to conduct ourselves going forward. My thoughts really are with uh, how we felt about Browns fans and how after they had signed Deshaun Watson with all his allegations that he had around him and uh, how he settled out of court. And there was really, after a year off from the NFL, I don't, I, I don't, I don't recall. Was he officially suspended by the NFL under the personal conduct policy, or did he just essentially take a year off because he was dealing with his legal allegations? They gave him a retroactive suspension and then gave him the additional—I uh, can't remember what it was—11 games, I believe, or whatever the suspension was, 11 or 12 games last year. Yeah. yeah. So we saw, we've seen Browns fans, some of them were very upset when Deshaun Watson was signed by the team, especially for that amount of money, guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. And we've occasionally seen, you know, Browns fans attending games wearing, you know, shirts and signs, uh, basically in defiance of all those concerns and people who are upset over it. And I just hope that most of Bill's fans are going to be a lot more uh, mature about their perspective on this going forward. Thoughtful. We need to be more thoughtful about the whole process. And I, that's such a great example, Michael. Uh, the Deshaun Watson situation went on and on and on and on. And still there was no true resolution. Um, it ended up the way it ended up. I hope Browns fans are happy. I would have a very hard time being a Browns fan under those circumstances. I'm going to have a hard time being a Bills fan if this situation isn't handled in a manner that I think is respectful to the situation. Same here. Same. Yep. I think we're all in agreement with that. I think that the, there is a great opportunity, the power of, our voices, like you're saying, and the power of a fan base voices and just the general public is, is extremely, it's poignant. Like we can do, we can create so much change if we stand up against that and don't allow those things to do that. Like that is what this is. Like you said, I'm the same as you, Robin. I would look to opportunities of how can we be better and how can we improve on this? And I think that there is an opportunity with this fan base, whether it be donating to these two two causes that are in support of domestic yes. violence victims and bringing and bringing some good out of this situation or just stand, being like, we're not going to support this if there is the Bills or the NFL makes a decision that 
you know, that we don't think is the right decision. And it's, it's an interesting spot to see the Buffalo Bills in because I do think that the fan base and the organization is different than a lot of these organizations. And we've seen how they've handled them in the past. And I hope that is the case. Um, I also think it's different because Von Miller is like in all of these, um, you mentioned all the cases since 2000, maybe the most or one of the most prominent players that has been involved in these. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's a Super Bowl MVP. Like people just know generally who Von Miller is. So the attention brought to this just because of who he is, regardless of anything else, um, hopefully can spur on some change for the better too, because it will bring more attention to the issue and and what the NFL should do. Like this is going to be on, I think this was, this news maybe came out 1030 central. So maybe like around lunchtime Eastern. So everything. So all the, we haven't gotten all the morning news shows discussing it and everything else. And hopefully that power of people talking and news and news journalists doing the right thing and bringing the, putting the pressure on the league to do the right thing um, mm-hmm. can bring us to a, a solution that we all feel better about. But I know that we all just don't, don't feel good about it today, no matter what that's, that's for sure. I did see that uh, first take uh, briefly touched on it. And uh, Stephen A. Smith, uh, while they all agreed that there, you know, allegations coming in, there wasn't uh, much, much detail they had at that time. But I think Stephen A. Smith put it uh, very uh, well when he said, I think we can all agree that on one point, regardless of these, the truth of these allegations is you don't put your hands on women. Yes. It's simple as that. Like there's nothing else to be said. And that's that, that is what I said. I foolishly put out a tweet earlier because I mostly because of the reaction that I got some of that there would be some crazy reaction just being like, whatever the sensationalized just negativity and everything else and i think that that's that's a really low bar to to reach is to not put your hands personally on anybody assaulting anybody in any way but especially a woman and especially if you're a any in any position of power like that it's just it's just if if the allegations are true it's it's a truly despicable act and i don't feel like that's a controversial statement to make on in public or on this podcast it doesn't need to be a pregnant woman to for it to be even more despicable i mean yes never mind the fact that you're putting he's allegedly anybody who allegedly put their puts their hands on a woman if she's pregnant and there's another life that's about to be coming into the world that's going to be involved i mean and according to the what you read the the warrant the affidavit or whatever that she was you know crying out that i hey i'm pregnant as if she had to has to remind him according to these allegations if you it's just mind-boggling that anybody would be upset over anything to the point where I mean, forget it. Regardless of the reason, regardless of the argument, we should all be conscious enough to never let ourselves reach that point of physical violence of any kind. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is a pregnant woman involved it just makes it even that much more disturbing. Horrific, horrific. I just hope that we can all get through this and and be better for it in the long run. That's all we can do. And I think that we will use our platforms and our voices to try to spread some good out of this and, and, and the truth, the fat and facts of what is happening and going from there. Um, if you all don't have anything to add, I think this has gone on. This is sure. we've, done, we've had a great conversation just to talk through ourselves and also I think bring some perspective on to how to handle these things going forward. And if you are questioning yourself as 
a Bills fan, an NFL fan, and a football fan of any sort. Like, I don't blame you. We're all having those same conversations here with yeah. ourselves. I don't know what it's going to be like watching next. It, whether they, whether John Miller is off the team or not, I think that this is like one of those things. And just as you keep growing up and you keep seeing these things happen and just wonder where the place is for it in your life, that's not a, it's not an, you're not alone in that and you're not wrong for considering that no matter what anybody else says. Stick to your good morals and what you know is right in the world. And that will usually lead the way, the right way. Um, so I'll put up the, if any of you have any other thoughts, I want to jump in, but I'll put up the resources here. They're underneath the, underneath the tweet for this as well, uh, for the, for the show, uh, that came up on X and we'll put them uh, in the YouTube comments as well afterwards. Um, but yeah, thank you, Robin, I, go ahead. I just want to say one more thing. And that is that my DMS are always open. Okay anybody feels like they have anything they want to talk about, but they don't feel comfortable talking about it publicly or whatever. I'm at Robin Mundy Wyo on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm open and I'm available. It's good to know. Thank you, Robin. And thank you for joining. Thank you, Mike. And uh, we'll be back next week. Have a nice night, everybody.